Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Megan makes some major announcements amidst Nikki B. Britney praises Justin while he gives NSYNC fans hope. I talk to Grammy-nominated Hit Boy, and Lionel Richie and Sheila E. take us down memory lane. Welcome back to Billboard News. I'm Tetris Kelly. It's Tuesday, January 30th. And if you thought we were done talking about Megan Nikki, well, you thought wrong because they keep making news. Like I'm trying to keep the hotties happy. They fussing at me right now. They're like, where's the music? Megan the Stallion hit Good Morning America to bring all sorts of good news and avoided any of the controversy surrounding Nicki Minaj's reaction to her song Kiss. Can you believe just a few short years ago, Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj were collaborators on Hot Girl Summer? And though their recent beef is dominating the news cycle, Meg is keeping her head up and returning to Hot Girl Summer. Oh, we're having the tour this year. The Hot Girl Summer Tour is going to be 2024 summertime. I feel like I've never been able to be outside doing my own thing during the summer, like since like 2019. The rapper gave a full interview on Good Morning America promoting multiple projects like her Mean Girls track and Planet Fitness collab. But did she discuss Nicki's diss track, Bigfoot? No, but promised her new album is coming. This is going to be the first time that I drop an album on, on time for the summer. I do want to give the hotties the Megan Thee Stallion experience. It's going to be a busy summer for the stallion. For more on the story, hit billboard.com. We love some friendly exes, and you know I love some early 2000s pop. So this next story is hitting that sweet spot. Hold up, Britney Spears is not mad at Justin Timberlake, or is she? As the in-sinker says new music from the group is coming while talking to the American Idol. Welcome back to the year 2000, everybody, and I got your news. Yeah, we, we, we've been in the studio, so there may be a little Okay, that's what I was gonna ask, okay. Too. Yeah. Thank you, JT. He hit the Kelly Clarkson show to tease that he and NSYNC worked on more music than their troll song, Better Place. Just let me take it to a better place. And when it comes to his new single, Selfish, I want every bit of you, I guess I'm selfish. Britney Spears fans tried to steal the thunder. They purchased and streamed Selfish from Britney's 2011 Femme Fatale album, Enough, that for a while, its placement was higher than JT's new song on iTunes. But Brit said, not so fast, posting on IG. I want to apologize for some of the things I wrote about in my book. If I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I'm deeply sorry. I also wanted to say I am in love with Justin Timberlake's new song, Selfish, It's So Good. The post has since been deleted. This was all after she said some not great things about him in her book that Spotify just updated us on saying, 
Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me, is the number one listened to title on Spotify. Streams of Britney's music on Spotify increased by nearly a third in the week following her book's release. I say streaming me some Brit. What are your thoughts on this saga? Last night, Billboard's own Melinda Newman hit the red carpet to talk to Lionel Richie and Sheila E to get their first-hand account of making We Are The World. What a moment. Take a look. We are the world. We are the children. We Are The World is one of the greatest music moments of all time, and Netflix's new documentary, The Greatest Night in Pop, dives into it with first-hand accounts from the artists themselves. Lionel Richie says he was brought on because the project started off as white folks saving black folks, and Harry Belafonte asked for his help in finding black folks to save black folks. So I made a phone call that evening Hello. to Hello. Quincy. Uh, I call it Mr. Connected Hello. to Everything. And uh, he said, well, let's call, who are you going to call? I said, I'm going to reach out to Stevie, we'll figure out what we're going to do. So he said, I'll see Michael on Monday, I'll run it by him. And we didn't really know what it was going to be, we just knew that Stevie, Michael, Lionel, Quincy, that was going to be it. And we didn't think of anything else. Of course, the song brought together legend after legend, including Sheila E., although she discovered that they brought her in for her connection to Prince. And everyone's at Quincy or Lionel, well, is, is uh, Prince coming? I was like, let me call him again, you know. And he, had, we had already talked about it before. He said, I'll see. Um, so I talked to him throughout the night while we were, you know, singing and getting things together. And then it was getting later and later because I was promised I was going to sing one of the solos. and. It got later and later, and it, it just never happened. And that's when I felt like, well, okay, well, we're already done. I was just sitting around for hours waiting. And I just thought, I can't even keep my eyes open anymore. And I felt very hurt and disrespected, and I left. So it was already a done deal. So, When you look back now, are you glad you were part of it, or did that oh, color it? No, no, no. That didn't, no. There was no hurt. Um, I mean, it hurt at the end of it, you know, and I got over it and I moved on and, you know, just moved forward with my life and my career and, you know, Lionel and I are still talking crazy and hanging out and so it's, uh, it didn't change anything. The director and producer of The Greatest Night in Pop don't know if we'll ever get a music moment like We Are the World again. I mean, I would hope that maybe artists would see the movie and be like, oh wow, what if I did something like that was, you know, without my manager, without live streaming, so, so maybe this will be the inspiration artists uh, need to do something like this. Yeah, I mean, I think it was certainly a very unique moment like that it would be hard to replicate exactly the same way, but I think like the sentiment, the hope of that time can be inspiring for this new generation. But there is a chance we may get something great. When you hear Michael Jackson singing the demo, is that version ever gonna come out? Because he sounds so beautiful. It's what about so just a beautiful. version of only him singing the demo of the song? You know what, you might have given me the greatest, the greatest concept ever because all right, we'll give you complete credit for that. Give her credit for that. Make sure she gets that. Line of notes. Line of notes. Now let's get to my interview with Grammy-nominated artist Hit Boy. I had so much fun chatting with the hit maker. Talk about this Grammy nomination. Your 11th nomination, producer of the year, non-classical. Does it hit any different on your 11th time? Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's crazy because I, I didn't expect to. I mean, I don't have no expectations when it comes to like awards and stuff like that, but just even being in the, in the nominations, it just hit me this year, just because this whole year I've been kind of 
focusing on things that I can control, was, which was my own projects, working with my dad, put out a, a project with Music Soul Child. So everything that, you know, was under me being nominated was mostly stuff that, you know, I really put my heart and soul into. I mean, you've worked on so many projects this year, like you said. How do you feel you stack up when you're like looking at, I'm going up against Jack Antonoff, you know, my homie from Georgia, Metro Boomin. Like, what, what do you feel sets you apart as a producer? A lot, you know what I mean? I just like, I didn't have no label budget. Like everything is funded by me, music by me, engineered by me, studio time by me, like literally coming out of my pocket. So it's just like, I feel like I already won for real. You know, I don't have no big powerful manager like the rest of the producers. I'm like thugging this shit by myself with a couple of my homies. This is to me, I got nominated purely off of music. I didn't have the clout to go along with it. For the full interview, head to billboard.com. That's today's show. Make sure you come back tomorrow to find out who's on the next cover of Billboard. And we'll have another interview with a Grammy-nominated artist. I'm Tetris Kelly, and this is Billboard News. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.